one tooth because he only had one tooth in his mouth said there was no money to fix the sign and who needed a sign anyway it was no longer a motel he told rosa it was a dump he spoke too fast and mixed the very few words she understood with many that she didn't know and so she didn't learn things all at once when he spoke but over a long time after he had said things several Many times, she would form the ideas of what he was trying to say. She didn't think of her room as a dump. She had lived in a dump. In Mexico City, she had lived in a cardboard carton on the edge of the dump and had run for the trucks when they brought new garbage, had run with the rest of the children to look for food or for anything of use or value to fix or clean to sell to tourists. That was a dump. Her room wasn't at all a dump. Outside, the Prairie Deluxe Motor Hotel had the problems that come with age, problems she had seen on many old buildings in Mexico City when she was young. Younger. Paint was peeling, peeling in such a way that meant it would never be fixed and some of the coating over the adobe bricks had fallen away to show the bricks themselves. The small parking area was full of holes and puddles and trash, but she still didn't consider her room a dump. It wasn't large. In the middle was a bed made of wood, with burned edges and covered with burned brands that she sometimes ran her fingers over in the late mornings when she awakened. She didn't understand the symbols, but found some of them beautiful and ornate, and wondered if all the beds in the motel had the same designs burned into them, or if only her bed had these symbols. She liked to think it was only her bed, and that the symbols meant some secret thing, and once, when she walked past one of the other rooms, when the door was open, she purposely didn't look in, because she didn't want to know the truth. The bed was a kind of nest for her. Sometimes, when she was hurt, when the men hurt her, she would come back to the room and curl into the center of the bed with the blanket that had the soft, silky edge wrapped around her and take comfort there, rubbing the silk between her fingers until she slept. She thought of the bed as her mother, which was strange because her real mother still lived back in Mexico City, and Rosa sent money there to her once a month in a white envelope that one tooth helped her mail. At first, Rosa worried that one tooth would steal the money. He was, after all, a man, old, ugly, yet still a man. But her mother sent her notes, thanking her for the money, that Rosa had read to her by a girl she knew who was almost a friend and who could speak Spanish and read. Still, she thought of the bed as her mother, and if the bed were her mother, then perhaps the hard desk and chair were her father. The desk was made like the bed, with the edges rounded and burned, and held together by fake wooden pegs. And even with the carving of initials previous renters had done, she liked the desk, because it was furniture. Her furniture. Of course it wasn't. The desk was part of the room, 
and belonged to the Prairie Deluxe Motor Hotel. When she was older, and a model who would be on the covers of magazines, and perhaps in the movies, wearing a dress that made her breasts look larger, and she had become rich and lived in a big house, she wouldn't have such a desk. She would spit on such a desk. She would only have such a desk as a souvenir in a special room of souvenirs from when she was poor. But for now, the desk was her furniture, her place to work on her accounts, to write. She didn't write. She knew she couldn't write. Letters had never been taught to her. But she had some knowledge of numbers, and she copied letters from magazines and signs in a notebook where she kept her accounts. She would get up in the late morning, sometimes in the afternoon.